0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, it's Ariel, and... Me, Raylene. Woohoo! So, as you may recall, ladies and gentlemen, last week raylene was drinking wine and i thought to myself this woman is a genius i need to get on this train Mm -hmm. and so uh i was getting my drink and then i said to raylene haha i'm gonna try and get wine this time and raylene was like tricks on you i'm having a cider this time and i said tricks on you i have a cider." and there you go so everyone we are both having ciders i don't really know why this is fun for me but i just thought it was kind of like a sequel to last week so i'm gonna that's true i thought it would be very because a podcast is all about sound audio mm. i thought it would be kind of like a, you know a sound experience for everyone for Ooh, me to open asmr this on, here we go so oh yeah i thought that was great that was nice <laughs> You know what else is nice?
1: I can see that Ariel is using the box from a Harry Potter crochet kit I got her to hold something up that's being used right now. And I can see Dobby. It's beautiful.
0: (laughs) For Christmas, Raylene got me this um, amazing Harry Potter crochet kit. And I, of course, haven't done it yet, even though I like... Oh, me neither. I
1: have the same one. I've had it for months and I haven't touched it. (laughs) Okay, I
0: definitely think we should try and do it before next Christmas because I... I remember we were talking about how the Harry Potter figures would be perfect Christmas tree ornaments. Oh, yes. So that's kind yes, of my goal to correct. finish it by next Christmas. Um, but yeah, I it's just the, it's the right height for a perfect tripod for the podcast. I see. <laughs> um, Another really important update for everyone. Raylene and I both have given ourselves quarantine bangs. <laughs> so.
1: We are twins right now. Also, I got new glasses and they look just like yours. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. This is what we need for a photo shoot. Our same bangs and glasses. Uh, Raylene (laughs) sent me a photo today and she was like, also, I did give myself bangs. And I was like, lol, so did I.
1: (laughs) It just kind of happened. I had a long weekend and I went a little crazy. (laughs) Yes,
0: ma'am. I feel that. Clearly, I feel that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so two, two ladies with, uh, some ciders and some bangs here today to do our bookish <laughs> podcast. I'm really happy to be here today. Honestly, I've had a rough couple days, just been kind of low yesterday. I had the worst migraine of maybe my entire life mm. and I just didn't want to function anymore. And today's been really gray here. I don't know if it's the same where you are, but it's kind of raining and I'm just like, books on bound. Always, you know, it always cheers me up.
1: Yeah, it'll bring us up. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, with all of that being said, it's time to dive in. Raylene, what are you currently reading?
1: So I am reading a very random book. And that book is Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs by Caitlin Doughty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another book from the cat collection. I'm proud yes. of you. I actually feel like you are doing a decent job going through that cat pile
1: i'm trying because sometimes i look at them and i'm just like i really want to read these books but i always like it's the same thing where i just put mm. them off because i'm like but there's other things but this one is like probably the most interesting cat book i have because it's not really a cat book it just has a cat on the cover and a cat in the title um or cat in the title but it's caitlin dowdy is a mortician i don't know if you've heard of her or heard of her other books smoke gets in your eyes is one of her main books and so this is just like a comical... Actually, the subtitle of this is Big Questions from Tiny Mortals About Death. So this is basically questions that she's been asked huh. by children about oh, death. And she's writing okay. like scientific answers for them. So right. like, will my cat eat my eyeballs is the first one. Um, right. Okay. Gotcha. Will, why don't dogs dig up all the graves is another one. Ah. Can I give my grandma a Viking funeral is another one. And she really goes into it like why things could or couldn't happen and it's really interesting wow. so I'm really loving it I'm it's not a very long book so I'm like maybe a third of the way into it I just started it yesterday yeah. because at the time of recording the stay home reading rush starts in two days and I wanted to read something yes. really short before right. then because I just finished a book yesterday so I was like I need something quick the audiobook is only four hours long so I've been kind of listening to this one on audiobook which is also great because she reads it yeah so Highly recommend so far. Hey, I'm digging it.
0: Really I really cool. like this book. So I haven't read anything by her, but I saw her on a YouTube podcast. Mm. Um, that that was kind of where I first heard of her. And yeah. she was on the Financial Diet. I don't know if you know that YouTube channel, Mm-mm. but um, they just had, they started like, this year or like late last year, they started kind of a long form podcast format on there. I think honestly, actually though, I think it's like a normal podcast that you can just listen to also on like Spotify and everything. Yeah, but yeah, so they just interview different people and talk about very different money situations or angles on money. And like they had, you know, huh. they talked to one guy who is pretty big on YouTube as a financial guy, and he he's like really into real estate. So they then talk to her to talk about kind of death and money and like how much does a funeral cost mm. what is it like what does that all kind of entail and i found her so cool i was she like very cool very creepy and kind of an aubrey plaza kind of um way. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but also in a like really it's just cool to for someone to talk so openly about death yeah. you know it's it's not normal, right? It's not the norm for people to just talk about it that openly. So I think that's a really cool book to be reading.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact: she has the same bangs as us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should Raylene showed me the photo of the author as I took a sip of my spiced cider, and I almost just <laughs> exploded it everywhere. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, um. Everyone was reading this other book that was like by a mortician or about death and I really, really think that the author's name is Mary Roach.
1: Mary Roach, yeah, stiffs. That's Stiff. a good book.
0: I remember everyone talking about that at the time. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so a... Yeah.
1: What's great about both Mary Roach and Caitlin Dowdy is that they like write about really dark topics a lot of the time, but they also make it really funny. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Mary Roach is freaking hilarious. And yeah. so it's a good combo. It, it really lightens up the whole death thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I am currently reading two things. I am in the Why middle not? of catching fire and I'm hoping to finish that soon. Um, Mm -hmm. My goal is to finish it before the reading rush. So similar to you trying to to get that guy gone. (laughs) I'm loving it and I'm actually not that far into it. I just had like, I don't know, this week I just didn't read that much. Um, But what I've read I've loved. It's so good to be back in that world. And I'm really hoping that like tonight and tomorrow I can just speed through it the way that I did The Hunger Mm -hmm. Games. So the other book that I'm reading is very unexpected and I definitely haven't mentioned it here before, but it is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just explain very quickly why this happened. I, a couple of, like a week ago, I guess, has it been so short a time? (laughs) A week ago I had an idea really that changed my life forever. Oh my god. Um, I am convinced it is the greatest idea of all time. I'm gonna be, you know... The king, I guess. Queen. I guess I'm a woman. The king of business. (laughs) The king of business. I'm gonna be the queen of this business, and it's gonna be like the most fun thing ever, and it's gonna be super cool, and people are gonna love it. And so I've started falling down this kind of hole of just like learning about business Mm. and trying to like actually figure out how I can do this like for reals, and um. Yeah, you know, I've done some businessy stuff before. Like we run the Reading Rush mm-hmm. together. We obviously have this podcast together, and my entire job is self-employed. So I've always managed. I kind of have my own. I am my own business, yeah. I guess. Um, Lots of little I've, businesses. Yeah, little businesses. But I've never done something that's kind of like this ambitious. Okay. <laughs> like if I pull this off, it will be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> let me tell you. Pretty epic. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I started watching kind of some YouTube videos about starting business maybe or like that kind of thing. And I heard some people, like quite a few people, referencing this book. And um, it was 3 a.m. last night. And I thought, oh, what the hell? Let me see if I can find this book on the library um, app. And so I went on Libby. I checked the Toronto Public Library they didn't have it. Don't tell them I still check them because I don't live there anymore. And then I also checked my local library and they had it. And so I borrowed it. And today I've been cleaning my room like crazy and listening to this book. And it's so different than the kind of thing that I usually listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't. Li- I don't i guess read i i don't really read that much nonfiction. i don't and especially the nonfiction that i read isn't businessy financial kind of thing yeah it's usually but, something uh, that you have
1: like a specific interest in
0: right exactly, whereas like business exactly. is not like, your
1: usual thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly well and it's like exactly like you said like frida Kahlo or books about writers that i really like like those are specific to my interest so it makes sense but this is you know, it's a whole world. There are so many financial books, mm-hmm. um, or businessy type books. But this is this is also now that I'm listening, it really is verging on the kind of side also of self help a little bit, because it's sort of like the guy's basic concept is like don't follow people's assumed path for your life like if you have a a business idea or or if you just want to live a better freer life you should just go for it um so actually it's a lot of fun I already knew going into it that I wasn't gonna agree with everything but even if I just pulled one or two nuggets away from it that that would be enough for me Mm. um and yeah I was mentioning this to Raylene earlier but I was like okay how long do you think that this audiobook is and Raylene guessed uh, what well, you said eight, eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because you're an intelligent person. But I was like, I assumed for <laughs> for obvious reason <laughs> that the audiobook was four hours long because it's called the four hour work week. Obviously, that's not how math works or how books work um, at all. So (laughs) all the wisdom
1: can be gleaned in the span of four hours.
0: (laughs) Um, But it's actually 12 hours. But because of the genre and everything, it feels like I'm just listening to a podcast. So I actually don't feel like... Because usually to me, 12 hours is kind of like a long audiobook. Um, But for this, I'm kind of like, it'll be fine. So yeah, so I'm enjoying that. And it's kind of like a whole new can of worms. Um, yes. So, what is the last thing that you finished though? I didn't finish anything this week, so I kind of feel fine that I went on about that book for a while, but I'd love to hear what you finished this. And it's
1: week. good cuz I finished 3 books in the past week. So, cuz
0: again, you're a hero. <laughs> and uh, a cheers to you. Although <laughs> me and my cider. Me too. <laughs> Although I don't think it's
1: that impressive the books that I finished because I was either way through and pretty much all of them last week
0: and also they were all young adult (laughs) rereads but um okay okay i I like that because i can definitely guess that one is catching fire Uh uh-huh yeah i finished catching fire because i was
1: halfway through or something last week and i just went and flew right through it i just couldn't do anything else really like yeah, i you know I sometimes it. when i'm reading books i'll be like oh i don't feel like reading right now i'll go do something else but i was like i yeah. want to read catching fire like that was all i wanted yeah. to do so i finished catching fire and it was awesome um the funny thing is i actually rewatched the movies like maybe 2 weeks ago oh. but i'm already yes. like itching yes. to watch them again just because of oh, reading wow. the books i'm just like i love this series so much um <laughs> but after i finished catching fire um, last we or on the weekend we did our third monthly episode of Breaking Dawn, uh, Forks Farm, sorry, and yeah. we basically broke it up into four parts. So we did yes. our third one, and I was like, "Do I want to wait another month to finish Breaking Dawn?" And I said, "No, no, I do not. <laughs> I want that stupid thing off my Goodreads TBR shelf <laughs> or currently reading. I want it gone, and I want to put it back on my shelf so I don't have to think about it anymore yep. uh, until next month." And I hated it a lot more than I remembered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I have i am extremely proud of you for finishing that book because that is the kind of freedom that i dream about from inside my twilight cave (laughs) my jail cell of twilight i wish i was as free as you are in the pastures of the hunger games and catching fires um but it sucks i (laughs) i told you it was gonna be bad and i'm glad that you agree
1: because here's the thing i read this book only once back when it first came out so i have not specific memories of how the book goes or like how easy it was to read i just watch the movies all the time and i love the movies i still think the movies are great even the breaking dawn ones yeah but the book was 750 pages long (laughs) and there was like maybe a hundred there was maybe a hundred pages of interesting plot in there maybe and for me that was just the very beginning Like, I really like the beginning because I love love their honeymoon because the island is just, like, so wonderful. I love, like, the tropical getaway. And I just really enjoy that, the wedding. Like, I can just imagine how beautiful it is. And so I just enjoyed that. But the rest of the book is just, like, what the hell is going on? Like, the there's nothing like intense going on at all. Like they make it seem like it's such a big deal, but I'm like, this is not a big deal. The stakes are so low. They are so
0: low. (laughs) They go on
1: for like 200 pages of them just collecting vampire friends. And I'm like,
0: why is this happening?
1: It's like, you can tell that
0: Stephanie Meyer had this concept that the fourth book should expand the universe and kind of like make it bigger. And we need to bring in more vamps, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But, it just doesn't work because the whole thing they're corralling around which is Renesmee, it doesn't make sense first of all for that many vampires to put their lives on the line like why for this time it doesn't make sense <laughs> but true. then secondly it makes very little sense that the volturi would punish the cullens the second they see her they'll know she's not uh, like what they think she is and they'll mm-hmm. just be like oh all right never mind like it just but it turns the, into this big
1: tension. Deal.
0: <laughs> yes, the tension doesn't work and it's so gone. I haven't even finished the book, but I have read it four <laughs> times, I guess. You no. know, but it, it was a really long time ago, but and I also haven't seen the movies, but I just I don't know. I just the series got trapped in my goddamn brain. And like yeah, the thing that for me is the worst problem is that it, it's like Stephanie Mayer had this one thing that meant like a happy ever after and it was marriage a baby and Mm -hmm. a house that's what like it meant for bella to be successful even though she's never wanted kids even though she's literally never wanted to get married even though she's eighteen. Like literally there's all of these reasons why it doesn't matter. But at the end it's just like you just wave your wand and suddenly that's all Bella wants, all she cares about, and mm-hmm. then there and then that's how the book ends. And I'm just like
1: okay. Yeah, her characters have always been inconsistent and that's something that's just like, well, I guess that's just what you signed up for when you get Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to just give up at this point. <laughs> Three books it's like okay this is silly but it's fun by the fourth book yes. it's like this yes. is just stupid madness and it's yeah, so boring I wish it
0: was a trilogy yeah i think so much could be cut down from those books i still think that twilight is really fun mm-hmm, and i'm actually surprised at how much i enjoyed new moon this time mm. i remember that being my least favorite but i actually got a lot of enjoyment out of it on this reread but freaking Eclipse, it starts to really slip away. And then <laughs> on Breaking Dawn, I just, I'm shocked. I'm truly shocked at what I've seen. You know what's really cool, actually, really? I um, I was watching this other YouTube video. There <laughs> so you go. so lame. <laughs> um, I was watching this other video, and it was recommended to me by YouTube. And it was posted like seven years ago, so it's not new. But it was from The Hollywood Reporter, and it was a round table with seven or no, six literary agents. Oh. And I just thought that sounded cool. It's like an hour long. So I just put it on and I was it was so interesting. And then they were talking to one of these agents and she was Stephanie Mayer's agent and so she talked about like how Twilight worked and the movies for Twilight and how that process was yeah. And then I, so then I was like wait I've got to look all these people up and I looked her up and she also represented John Green for the Fault in Our Stars and I'm like what a hero. <laughs> what a wow. good person that's so influential <sighs> um, but what was the third YA book did you do Mockingjay
1: I read all of Mockingjay
0: <laughs> oh my god this is such a plot twist Okay, this She's is a hero. fascinating okay go on what so, the heck happened okay well i finished
1: catching fire on i think friday and yeah. then i read all of mockingjay on saturday and sunday or no sunday okay. and monday because i had a so four day, I had a four-day weekend because it was easter and i just got yeah. lucky and yeah. so i was like i have four days off if i don't finish the series like i'm doing something wrong um yeah. and i just wanted to i just felt like i needed to finish it by the end of the weekend so i read it in two days. But I had a harder time getting through it than I did the first two. The first two are a lot more addictive and like fast paced. Whereas this one is, there's a lot more of Katniss. I was about to call her Bella. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot more of Katniss being like, which boy do I love? And like, Mm. I don't know. That kind of brings it down for me because there's a little bit of that in the first two books. But it's overshadowed by like... The hunger games like the more intense thing that's happening whereas with this one there's literally a war like people are killing each other more than they do in the hunger games and she's worried about the boys in her life even more now than she was before and i was just like "Eh, eh." i don't know (laughs) i just have i feel like katniss kind of goes off the rails a little bit in this book Mm
0: -hmm. and just like
1: stops acting like herself a little bit and i don't like that um yeah i just found it to be. Like I said, less interesting, I guess, less fast paced. And I know that there shouldn't be a third Hunger Games in the third book, but I just wanted there to be another Hunger Games.
0: <laughs> yes, because I, it's... Do know, I do know what you mean. Yeah, but well, that's takes...
1: what attracts me to the books for the most yeah. part. It's like her being in the games is my favorite. Um and I just love that so much so it's like can you just put her in there one more time please
0: (laughs) (laughs) just for Mockingjay (laughs) so when yeah and I remember kind of feeling like maybe the war could be a version of the Hunger Games but it doesn't end up feeling that way but I haven't read it yet even though they're
1: like we're going into the arena because when they go into the capital to try and like storm the capital there's like these like pods everywhere that are like can blow up or like release mutts and all this stuff so it's supposed to feel like it's the Hunger Games which I think she tried to pull that feeling in but it didn't really match up for me and i just felt like i don't know i had a hard time imagining a lot of the things that were happening whereas in the first Mm -hmm. two books it's like very like the imagery was crazy it's like i know exactly what's going on i know exactly what it looks like whereas in this one i would find myself like not understanding what was happening sometimes just because the way it was written was like huh
0: (laughs) so I have a question because when we first started rereading these books Mm -hmm. we both were curious if we would like Mockingjay more than we used to and so I'm curious if you feel like you took more from it or you liked it a bit more or you kind of feel like like what you think you felt the last time I think I feel
1: exactly the same Mm -hmm. but I forgot how brutal this book was and Mm -hmm. I think that that's an interesting point to add to like my memory of the book because before I was just like nothing much happens but it's like oh my god so many people die and like katniss becomes a more like hardened person as well like she kills people that Mm. like didn't deserve it necessarily and it's like oh my god like she she kind of changes as a person and so that's kind of interesting about it but i wouldn't say i liked it more it's just been a very consistent three star book pretty much for all of eternity all the three times i've read it i feel pretty much the exact same so
0: that's really interesting damn I just well, wish
1: it had been more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's lacking something. And I don't know exactly yeah. what that is. But
0: That's exactly the feeling that I had when I read it as a teenager. So I'm still really curious if I feel that way. I still definitely plan on like continuing with the series. I also want to finish it really soon. We all just know I'm just not as speedy as Raylene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's because I just pick up eight other things, too. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I focus. I hone in because I don't want to have those things on my currently reading shelf on Goodreads. Like, I, that matters a lot too much to me, I think. (laughs) (laughs) When I see something on there for more than a couple weeks, I'm like,
0: oh, it needs to go. (laughs) I know. Oh, man. All right. Well, it is now time to go over to book news. So, Raylene, my book news, I just realized. Uh Uh-huh. Is the worst. But everyone, here we go. Because basically it's the worst because it's now gonna be completely irrelevant.
1: But interesting. Now I wanna know.
0: Comes out. Okay. But basically, I was just gonna announce that the reading rush is happening. Oh. And then I was like, but it already happened. It'll be over by the time this comes out. So that's pretty funny. But I actually had a whole concept. I was gonna be like in two days the stay home reading rush is happening which we're really excited about Mm -hmm. Raylene and I decided to do this because obviously a we wanted to encourage people to stay home but also people are having very stressful times and it's just hard for all of us so we thought it would be really fun if we just can't we just kind of came together to do this right Mm -hmm. um what I forgot is that obviously I should have plugged that last week but (laughs) we just didn't but Anyway, what I thought what, what I was going to do and I'm still going to do it, damn it, is uh, I was going to sh- talk about my TBR for this because I thought it would be fun if in the next episode we like see if we actually manage to do it. Okay, um, I'm, I'm in. Okay, great. So I thought it could be a fun game. So yeah, <laughs> so I am going to try and read two books. I am trying to accomplish the challenges. <laughs> I don't think I will. I've never been successful at a reading rush. Like, it's so I host hard. I them, but I can't do them. <laughs> yep. Um... So the first challenge, actually, I, I don't even have the challenges up. I was gonna I'm, ask if you're
1: planning on completing the reading challenges that we set out.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to. Not with, not, not with different books, but like I've doubled up. I've doubled up. I've here.
1: doubled up a little bit too.
0: I think it's necessary. <laughs>
1: four days to read four books is kind of crazy if you like still have things going on in your life which i do i'll be going to work two of those four days so yeah exactly uh... um
0: okay so the first challenge is to read a book with a house on the cover so already i'm kind of cheating but i think it totally counts and it's um station 11 by emily st john mandel (laughs) it has tents on the front but i feel like it you know it's during an apocalyptic kind of pandemic situation so those Mm -hmm. are their homes so that's
1: perfect i love when people bend the rules for a challenge i love it i truly love it
0: so i think it totally counts um i saw jesse from jesse the reader he did a video sharing his tbr pile and he was like i think this is cheating but i'm gonna read this book and it had a lighthouse on it and i was like lighthouse that totally counts i love that um yeah so anyway i'm doing this book and um i'm really excited about it I think it will, I don't know, I've, I've been meaning to read this book for approximately seven years. And so I'm really good. excited for this to finally be the moment. Um, what are you doing for the House on the Cover challenge?
1: For the House one, I'm doing Cat on a Hot Tin Roof by Tennessee Williams. <laughs> Another cat, book. another cat book, and actually, I bought this one when we were together. I don't know if you remember. We went I do book shopping, remember. and it was on a discount table, and I was like, "Cat! Oh my god!" And I think this is perfect because obviously, it fulfills the challenge. There is a house on the cover, but also, it's a play, so yeah. I'll be able to finish it in a couple of hours. So it's really right. ideal for a readathon. So I'm That's really excited. Really fun also I found an audiobook for it so I'm gonna listen to the oh, audiobook
0: Do you ever listen to an audiobook while reading the physical book? Yeah sometimes which I think I might do for this one because
1: I want to be fully immersed in it because it is a play I feel like having it performed yeah. might be a little bit better but I also yeah. want to follow like who's talking and stuff because I feel like it could be easy to lose track
0: Yeah that's really cool hmm, that's awesome I also I used to do it more like that I would read the uh, the book like in my hand mm-hmm. while listening to the audiobook. I don't do it as much anymore but I still really like that experience um the next challenge is to read a book in the same room the whole time I don't know which book I'm gonna do that with either either station 11 or the next book I'm gonna mention Mm -hmm. um it'll just depend on which one I get through most yeah I'll I'll basically be like oh I've already read 100 pages of this one here I may as well stay here and finish it (laughs) so I'm just gonna feel that one out we'll see what about you
1: um. Yeah, mine, I'm planning on reading all of the books sitting yes. in my bed. So. Yeah,
0: same. Honestly, same. This is the so. place I read
1: the most. I don't really read anywhere else if I can help it. So I'm just yeah. going to, whatever, like if I, you know, I'm just going to read them all in here. So that's my yeah.
0: plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next challenge is to read a book set somewhere you wish you could go. So the book that I'm doing for that is the Nakano Thrift Shop or Nakano Thrift Shop by Harumi Kawakami. This is a book I've had on my shelves for quite a while. I don't know how long. I don't know, like three years or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I picked it up at my favorite bookshop, Faber and Faber. I remember. I remember buying this book. But anyway, sorry. (laughs) It's about a thrift shop in Japan. And... It, sound, it just seems weird. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it seems quirky in the way that um, a lot of Japanese literature is and that kind of dreamy, quirky, surrealist, magical realism yeah. spin off kind of a way. Um, but I just... I, uh, God damn it, guys. God damn it. I know, I know we all have lost things in this moment, but at the beginning of the year, I set a resolution and it, I was so excited about it. It was like... I was really planning my life around it almost Mm -hmm. and it was going my one of my resolutions was to live in Tokyo for a month this year. Wow.
1: Um,
0: I was committed to doing it. i start I had started saving. I was trying to pick the right time because obviously the Olympics were supposed to happen this summer so I was like probably not then maybe. Anyway I was so excited. I went to Japan in 2018 and it was like the best trip of my life I had so much fun so I've been dying to go back ever since and I was like this is it this is the year and obviously that has not is not happening so I am escaping to Japan (laughs) this book uh all right what have you picked
1: well similarly to you i want to escape to japan so i picked your name by mako yes
0: right i saw this on your instagram post because (gasps) i i
1: picked up this like the light novel the original novel not too long ago and i was just like this is the book that's gonna sit on my shelf and be like the most exciting thing on my shelf for a long time and i just decided i was like i want to feel happy so i'm gonna read this because i want to feel sad too because (laughs) (laughs) the book is both happy and sad but it's just like one of my favorite stories and I've seen the movie a bunch of times I've read the manga and now I'm like all that I have left is to read the book
0: yeah and so I'm really
1: freaking excited to read it and it's also pretty short so I feel like I could probably get through it I've owned that book
0: for a while myself because I bought it like right after seeing the movie Mm. and I was like oh this was amazing I want more of it and so I bought the light novel but I haven't read it yet so I'm excited to hear what you think of it yeah um the final book is read a book that will make you smile Okay, I think people are going to, like, not agree with me on this. <laughs> but I am picking Station Eleven for this. Mm-hmm. I think it will make me smile because of two things. Number one, it's set in Canada. And um, not all of it, but, like, parts of it are set in Canada and around Toronto and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it always makes me smile. And it makes me really excited when books are set places that I've actually been. Yeah. Um, but the second thing is... I sort of think that I will feel like a camaraderie to the book in certain moments when it's talking about the pandemic mm-hmm. and it'll sort of be like, this is going to be like, like this is what happened during the pandemic. And I'll kind of smile to myself and it will be like, that is what it's like. Or I'll be like, it's not like that at all. <laughs> um. So yeah. So it's kind of like a, a little bit of a, a, a weird kind of a smile, but I still think that counts. <laughs> a weird um, smile. <laughs> a weird smile, but a <sighs> smile nonetheless. So yeah. So these are the two books I'm trying to do. And uh, I don't feel that confident, honestly, <laughs> because I'm not very good at these sorts of things. Um, but I'm my goal, my really my main goal is to try and read Station Eleven. Like, I just really want to read it. I just think this is the perfect moment for me to tackle this book. And I just want to do it. I want to do it. So that's I'm great. Try.
1: Well, my I have a third book um, because oh, the one okay. the one that I think will make me smile is one that I just really, really want to read. And it's a romance, so I feel like it's got to make me smile at some point. And that is The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Oh, Listen, right. the
0: reason I want to
1: read this is because <laughs> it's the book that I think I have had on my like Goodreads TBR oh, no. for the longest. Oh, based no. on what I haven't read yet. Yeah. <sighs> Before that, it was, like, Dracula and The Stand. And as soon as I knocked those ones off, it's like, the hating game is next. This one has been on my sh- my TBR since 2015, I think, is when I first added it.
0: That's so funny. And
1: I just want to knock it off. But also, yeah. I'm really damn excited to read it. So... Yeah. I think it's gonna make me smile. I hope it does. It was funny right after I posted that TBR picture. Someone was like, the first comment I got was, "I really didn't like the hating game." Oh my
0: god! (laughs) I I saw that. I was like, "Dude, bro, don't harsh my buzz and don't harsh my girl's buzz." It'll be fine.
1: But then then another person was like, "I love the hating game. You'll definitely smile." So I think it'll be fine. So that's the one that I want to read the most. So even though it's the longest one, I'm gonna start with that one just because I really mm. want to push myself to actually read that book finally it's
0: a romance right like a straight up kind of romance i think so
1: yeah it's like an office romance where like two people oh, work with each other fun. i think and they like hate each other but then they Classic. fall in love and oh, i'm just like oh that's great i haven't read a romance book in a while so i feel like yeah it's about you know, time
0: i haven't either and i could read the flat share by beth o'leary is that, was that hey name? i need to
1: read that too yeah that's her name
0: and that ha- it's about a house an apartment hello
1: it's <laughs> it's about a house
0: <laughs> hello uh, but if you read it then i'm
1: gonna want to read it too so yeah forget that's true. about I guess it
0: we'll see what happens so uh yeah everyone the reading rush already happened when you're listening to this but it hasn't <laughs> happened for us So I guess I want to say good luck to you and me, Raylene, but also I hope that everyone had fun because I guess it has already happened. (laughs) It's a future
1: and past event in this moment. Um,
0: Yeah. I know we're, we're really, really excited because we're selling bookmarks for it. They're Mm -hmm. like special edition bookmarks that we're only doing for the stay home reading rush. And, um, and half of the proceeds are going to um, support independent bookshops. So really, really excited about that. And they're going to be up for pre-order for a little while. So they'll definitely still be up for pre-order when this episode comes out. So mm-hmm. for sure, go and grab yourself some of these bookmarks. I'm genuinely so excited to get mine. Me too. Um, they're the
1: cutest. So, I love them so yeah, much. Yeah,
0: they're beautiful. Um, so what was your book news? That was fun. What was your book news? That was fun.
1: <laughs> mine is like actually news that probably no one will care about but me but one of my um old co-workers who works at the bookstore um texted me about this today and i was like oh my god so um it's about a comic series that we both really love called sweet tooth sweet tooth by jeff lemire and it is officially being adapted into a netflix show
0: oh whoa that actually is big news it's I thought talking (laughs) about how dune has released some of their first photos but neither you nor I have read Dune. So I Dune, like, man. <laughs> I was like, we're not going to talk about that. But no. this is exciting. It's exciting when one of your favorite things gets turned. That's yeah, has happened in a really okay, long For
1: time one for reason, me. I think this is cool because it seems like a lot of graphic novel series are being adapted into shows now, specifically yeah. Netflix shows like The Umbrella, Academy, Lock and Key, all that fun stuff. Yeah. However... They often aren't as good as I want them to be. So that's the one downside to this. But this is being, I think, produced by Robert Downey Jr. Like, he's the one who is making this happen. And apparently it was supposed to originally. um, The pilot was ordered for Hulu. But then they switched And then it's going to be on Netflix, which is going to be so much better because I can't use Hulu. So it's like, what is the point?
0: Yeah, we hate Hulu. (laughs) So
1: I'm really, really excited. This series, I can see how it could be like a really weird series and like a hard series to make good. Because it's about um, a world basically where some big event happened. And after this event, every single child that's born has been half human, half animal hybrids.
0: Yeah, okay. And they like don't know
1: why. So it's like weird. So everybody like all the kids like the main character's name is Gus and he's half deer. So like they all have antlers and tails and like they're all half animal. Whoa. So the special effects is going to be pretty high up there. I think they'll have to put a lot of money into right. making it look yeah, good.
0: Totally gosh
1: so that will be interesting but it was just announced yet i think it just got its like series order but we don't know how many episodes it's going to be yet we don't know when it's going to come out like it's not i don't think it's been casted even so it's very much in the early stages
0: super early but still so exciting
1: yeah still very exciting because i think the hulu one was announced like two years ago and then it just never happened and so people got really excited about it and then it just never happened so hopefully this one actually does happen but it's it's been re-announced, so I'm hopeful. And I really... Uh, it's just such a great series. I was going to recommend it a few episodes ago for something. I don't remember what. But it's a great series, and I highly, highly recommend. It's only six volumes, so... Oh, okay. It's pretty short.
0: I'm really excited for you. Like, I think I haven't had that kind of joy in a long time. <laughs> I guess I'm pretty excited. To, um, honestly, I'm dead excited about the My Year of Rest and Relaxation mm-hmm. film. But, um i guess similar to this i we have no details yet um i don't know if, if anyone here remembers in 2007 2008 when the recession happened around that time is also when the writer's strike happened do you remember that oh, and they remember that so the writer's strike was like this giant i'm gonna type this in just so that i'm not getting the years wrong writers strike uh let's see yeah it was 2007 to 2008 thank you you ladies and gentlemen for my (laughs) historical knowledge um proud of myself on that one yeah anyway uh it's a lot of writers went on strike for like tv shows and stuff Mm -hmm. and um it really fucked stuff up for a Yeah, long time. I bet. A lot of shows ended up getting canceled, not having their final seasons, not like having as many episodes as that season was supposed to have, or, you know, they'd have to bring on different writers that weren't the main writers. And so mm-hmm. it kind of changed the tone of the show. There was just a lot of consequences to it. Um, and it really sucked. And, and the main thing, I guess, is like it really delayed stuff. You know, things are supposed to be on a certain schedule. Yeah. And if oh, everyone is... Striking. I'm not saying necessarily that I'm against the strike. I'm just saying, like, if everyone strikes and then things aren't being written, then the shows aren't being filmed, and then actors are getting different jobs, and it just affects everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really sad because things got delayed a lot. But, yeah, I'm really hoping that this doesn't happen for the things that we're excited about that are currently in development because, obviously, everyone's staying home and they can't film stuff. Um, so I'm just... Uh, Basically, I just really want the My Year of Rest and Relaxation movie. <laughs> It'll happen one day. <laughs> I really need it. Um. All right. Well, it is time for us to move into book recommendations. Let's start with yours first, Raylene.
1: Okay. Mine, I'm super excited about. This one comes from Emily, and she says, As a fan of books and graphic novels, I've been thinking about what books would be ad- uh, would be adapted into a graphic novel. I would like to hear your ideas on what books you think would be adapted well into graphic novels.
0: This is really cool, and I want to start because I, have I think two you should books. start
1: because I went
0: crazy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right. Well, I picked two books, and the first one is My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Ooh! I swear to God, I didn't plan this. I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know your news, so I didn't plan to yeah. talk about it already. But obviously, I've talked about this book a lot. I need to reread it, even though I just read it pretty recently. I I really want to reread it because. I don't know. It just has affected me a lot more than Mm. I thought it would. But regardless, um, this book is about, if you haven't heard all the other (laughs) times, it's about a woman who, she's like 24 and she is very rich because both of her parents just died. And they were quite wealthy. She's living in New York. She has a wonderful apartment. She's really beautiful. She's like model levels of beauty, etc. So she kind of has everything you think she wants. But she's obviously severely depressed, and so she decides to try and sleep for a year. And she thinks to herself that this, if she's able to reset for a full year, then when she finally comes out of her basically, like, hibernation, she will be renewed and, like, be a new person. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible plan, but it is her (laughs) plan. Um, But anyway, I was thinking at first, I was like, well, a lot of my favorite graphic novels, like, In Real Life um, or... I, I, suddenly, I can't think of a single other one. They have kind of like a bit of a, um, like a bigger plot. You know what mm. I mean? Like more plot driven. So I was like, that's what I should do. And then I was thinking and I was looking at my shelves and I was like, actually... I've also read graphic novels that have a much slower pace and are like a bit more literary and it can work really well. Mm -hmm. And I think that this would be really, really cool because there are moments when she leaves her apartment, things basically escalate a lot in the book and she starts to like drug herself pretty extensively. And she has these blackouts where she wakes up and she doesn't remember what happened. And I was like, if we got to see those and like where she went, because she'll wake up like wearing a new coat. Or, like, have photos on her phone of somewhere where she went. So if we got to see that, I think, in glimpses and, like, have it really dreamy. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I was thinking about this, and I think it would be a really cool way to open up the best friend character so the other main character in this book is her best friend reva who kind of is like really worried about her and keeps visiting Mm -hmm. her all the time she's a really interesting weird character um and i her it was i don't know i thought she was a really cool character but it would be really cool to kind of see her perspective and see her in her real life and then contrast that to, like, someone who's not going outside for weeks at yeah. a time. Anyway, I just thought it would be really, really cool. And I also, like, just thought that the drawing style could be really moody and really, like, I don't know, stark. I'm excited about it. The second one that That's I picked. Cool. It's <laughs> um, a book that I didn't even like that much, but I started thinking about it and I was like, I think as a graphic novel, I would have liked it more. Okay. And it is Convenience Store Woman by Sayaka Murata. So there's two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, the plot is crazy weird in this book and it just kind of. How do I even put it into words? It's very stressful. There's The character development goes in ways you really didn't expect. And it's very, like, surrealist. So it feels like it would be a wacky graphic novel to me. But the second reason... I think that a graphic novel set in a convenience store would be so beautiful. Like, if you imagine, totally. you know, like, There's really a lot detailed. That could yes, be drawn, yeah. Exactly. Really detailed, like, anime slash manga style drawings of, like, vending machines and convenience store. that vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, so there for that vibe. And I think that if we got to have a whole graphic novel there, it would be visually really cool. Um, so, yeah, those are the two that I picked. But what the heck did you do over there? <laughs>
1: listen I picked three books
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) because okay
1: here's the thing I don't know what kind of graphic novels Emily is into so I picked three very different books that I think would all make great graphic novels and I'm just putting it out to the universe that maybe these will be turned into graphic novels eventually yeah um the first one fantasy action craziness vicious by V.E. Schwab I think this would make a really really great graphic novel I know that her other series, I think, got a graphic novel, the Shades of Magic series. Her her books just, like, are so imaginative and have really fun characters, so I feel like a graphic novel is the perfect thing for this. Um... For those who don't know, Vicious is the greatest book of all time. It's about <laughs> these two guys who... <laughs> it's about these two guys who in college are researching um what people are calling EOs. So it's like Extraordinaries, people with superpowers, basically. And they're researching them and they're, you know, working their whole theses around them. And so they both basically um do experiments on themselves so that they could get powers and then they become enemies. Right. And so it's this grand scale um story. And I think it's cool because... It has a college setting for parts of it. There's mm. intense, like, you know, people fighting each other at parts. And so it's a very, yeah, like, cool. action-oriented thing that I think would be really visually interesting. Um, and there's, like, a young girl character and there's a dog. Like, there's just, like, a lot of fun characters that I feel like lend well to the graphic novel genre. Anyway, so that's I my... I find
0: it really weird that I have never read anything by Fei Schwab slash <gasps> Victoria Schwab. Very I don't know. interesting. How have I not?
1: Yeah, so she sorry. has a lot of books.
0: And everyone loves them.
1: <laughs> Although I will say I love Vicious. I count it among my favorite books, but I don't really like any of her other books.
0: Okay, that's that. So okay. that's interesting. she's
1: an acquired taste. I feel like maybe not because everybody mm. loves her, but it's just interesting that I loved one and I I didn't really like the sequel to Vicious that much. Um, and the rest of the books of hers I've read have just been like okay, like I don't hate them, but they just haven't yeah. been like wow. Anyways, that's the next really the next book I picked well most of our books are fantasy so I guess it's not that weird that you haven't read them
0: yeah that's super true <laughs> I uh i sorry I had to kind of reel yeah. in with that moment and I was like nope that really checks out <laughs> yeah
1: I mean that's pretty much all it is um the next book I was worried that you might also pick this one because it's a book that we both love oh. I think this would be a goddamn amazing graphic novel and that is Everybody Sees the Ants by A.S. King
0: oh
1: for a couple of
0: reasons. My one, God. you don't you, you think? You are one thousand <laughs> percent correct, and I need someone to do it immediately. <laughs> yes, because
1: this book would be a great like teen graphic novel because the main character feels very lonely and isolated. He gets bullied a yeah. lot, and so it's a very like internal kind of main character but also in his dreams he escapes to Vietnam where he hangs out with his grandpa who died in the war (laughs) so I feel like the dream sequences would be so cool to see visually
0: and there's like it would be perfect, Raylene. Raylene, you've really hit gold here. I think this uh, is this
1: is like the one that I really, really wanted to mention, but I was like, I'll come up with yeah. a couple others because I couldn't, I just couldn't decide. But. No,
0: it's literally perfect. It would be <laughs> visually so cool to have these kind of two different because it is even when you're reading, it just kind of feels like two different plots, you mm-hmm. know, in, in a way, like they intertwine beautifully, but it is two very different types of the moments in the book. But I also think the ants in the book would be yes, really that's cool so true. to see, kind, see them kind of crawling around like between panels and stuff oh shit exactly I
1: feel like it would be the, <laughs> this is the one that I like 1000% want to become a graphic novel the most I think like this one is oh it's up there because also like the yeah. different they could have like different color palettes between the different parts exactly and, like, oh yeah, I could just no. imagine it being one of those really really great teen graphic novels that's just so beautiful oh
0: my god I hope it gets adapted it probably won't <laughs> it probably won't it's
1: such a random book but i think it deserves it oh, um, God, which want. leads me into my next <laughs> one i wanted to mention a classic because as we know lots of classics Ooh, have been turned into graphic novels lately and yes. i think one that would be a fantastic graphic novel is the outsiders by s.e hinton
0: oh agree i agree i haven't read it in a super super long mm. time so i don't have it fresh <laughs> I think the only time I read it was like in grade six, you know, like when we all read it, in when grade everybody six. read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really have no recollection beyond uh, a golden pony boy, but Stay other good- than that, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well,
1: I reread it a couple of years ago and I was like, damn, this is like a really good book. Like it super mm. duper holds up past middle school. Like I think it's yeah. a great read to first read when you're in middle school, but I think it's a great read to read throughout the rest of your life. And it's just like about a, a gang of boys basically and like it's just i can just imagine it as a graphic novel so well because it's i mean it's a great movie too so i think anything that like has been adapted into a movie well could probably um lead well into a graphic novel but yeah, i just think it would
0: think be so really cool, cool. That's so that's really pretty cool. much all i
1: have i just want this to be the next classic adaptation and i feel like it could happen so i
0: actually think that that could happen i think right? that that one's that one's possible all right well those are our dreams for graphic novels uh raylene's got some pretty solid ideas going on Thank over you. there uh please for the love of god somebody give us the everybody Sees the <laughs> book we, we will personally each buy a thousand copies um <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yes let's now move on to our next recommendation that comes from evelina She says, before I go to bed, I like to make myself tea, light a candle and read a book for an hour, which sounds like the perfect life. Um, (laughs) I'm looking for books that flow quickly and are relaxing, but not boring. Bonus points for magical or fantasy books. I ignored that, (laughs) (laughs) but any genre will do. Um, I really can't help in the fantasy department, but that's okay because we have in here. Um, I don't know if your book for this is fantasy related. Yeah, a little but, bit. But, um, yeah, how about you go first? What did you pick for, uh, some evening relaxation, as Evelina puts it?
1: Okay, well, I, I wouldn't say went off the rails again, but I picked oh, no. two books instead of just one. <laughs> this
0: week I was like, I just can't
1: decide. Um... <laughs> so here we go the first book i picked is one i have never mentioned and it's kind of random and that is into the forest by gene Hegland. have
0: you heard of this okay no i have not
1: so this i read this book because i watched the movie for this a few years ago oh. which is such a good movie like
0: oh. please
1: just watch this movie but i i watched it and it became one of my favorites instantly and so i bought the book and read it and this one is about two sisters and they live with their dad out in like deep in the woods and they kind of just have this nice little quiet life there and um one of the one of the girls is really into dancing and the other one is really into school like she's super she studies all the time and blah 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 so those are their kind of their things but then at the beginning of the book the power goes out everywhere across the entire world and does not come back on So it's kind of like an apocalypse, but in a very, like, low-key, quiet way that could happen. And it's kind of, like, near future because they have, like, really kind of you know, they they just talk to their house like, oh, turn the lights on, blah, blah, blah. So let's say they live in a slightly near future kind of world. And so losing the power is like really shocking to them. And they live out in the middle of the woods. So it becomes kind of crazy because like people start going nuts in the town. And by the time they make it out to the town, it's like, there's no food, there's no gas. It is very cool. I highly recommend watching the movie because the movie is great. But read the book too, if you enjoy the movie. But I think it's a great entry into it because this book is kind of hard to find um, and it's just it's very good right. it's quiet and I would say kind of relaxing but it does kind of have stressful moments but the whole thing isn't very stressful it's a very quiet apocalypse book and I right. freaking love love it so i highly recommend that that's sec-
0: such a cool recommendation <laughs> Thanks, wow man. i want to read that i really want to read i that think now.
1: you would like it it's kind of an aerial book because it's it's not really magical i didn't go magical on that one but it is like yeah. sci-fi a little bit um and Whoa. the second book i picked okay. is one that i've already talked about a little so I, that's why i wanted to pick two but um yeah. that one is if cats disappeared from the world by genki Kaw- kawamura this yes, one, mag- one this one has really magical cool. realism yeah this one and this one has the magical realism aspect to it um for those who don't remember or haven't heard the episode this book is about this guy who is visited by the devil and the devil says because he's about to die basically he has cancer and he's going to die soon and the devil says actually you're going to die tomorrow like you think you have a month left but you actually only have one day however if you can make something disappear from the world like I'll do it for you and then I'll let you live another day and so it's about a week of his at the end of his life of him making something disappear from the world and then seeing like how it affects the world so it's a very interesting book it's very short very very quiet. It's the same thing. I feel like it's a very nice like late night drinking tea <laughs> type of this book. This
0: is so interesting because I feel like both of those are ones I want to read. <laughs> yeah, I
1: feel like this is a good genre for you. You love the late night tea candle books. <laughs> Slightly magical.
0: <laughs> you know, you don't see yourself until Raylene tells you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, the book that I picked, Raylene, is so completely different than good. what you've gone through. I for. like that. I
1: can't wait to hear it.
0: Um, So, this is an author that we've only mentioned once on the podcast because Raylene really hates her. <laughs> <laughs> is it Jane Austen? <laughs> it's Jane Austen, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. I feel like this so, works, though. Yeah, I think it really fits this prompt well because when I was looking at my shelves, I was like, okay, what is something that I find relaxing but still engaging, like still fun? And for me and for, you know, millions of others, Raylene. <laughs>
1: just pretend i'm not here <laughs> yeah
0: that's uh that's jane austen so i i guess it, because this is the first time i'm talking about my lady jane i <laughs> kind of feel like i should preface just a little bit basically i grew up with jane austen i mm. didn't read any of her books until i was a teenager but my parents were obsessed with period dramas and so i saw like every version of all of her stories, like, mm-hmm. with the, the different actors and everything. Um, miniseries, movie versions, and for me, Pride and Prejudice, the Keira version. Obviously, I love Keira but <laughs> <laughs> it is just one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's the movie that I replay the most. Like, yeah. even though it's not my favorite movie of all time, my favorite movie is Midnight in Paris. Um, It's the... I don't know, Pride and Prejudice to me, and it's exactly this. It's so relaxing, but still fun to follow the story. Mm -hmm. So I put that movie on in the background all of the time, and it just calms me down. So that's why I thought of the books, and I was like, the books have that same vibe, obviously, Um, because that's where the story came from. I decided to go with Pride and Prejudice, just because it is the most popular one. Um, And it's like, if you haven't read Pride and Prejudice if you haven't read any Jane Austen, it's probably the one that you'll like because it's just the most popular. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is Sense and Sensibility because I just, I don't know, I just love Eleanor. God, I want to be like Eleanor. <laughs> Regardless, um, this, this book is about uh, Elizabeth Bennet. She, imagine not knowing, but I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> um, it's about Elizabeth Bennet, who is one of five sisters living in, um, you know, the 1700s. And... I guess in a way it's about like finding a husband. But mm-hmm. I think that if you were to just put it that way, you'd be really undercutting what it's about. If you've seen Little Women, okay, mm-hmm. if you've seen Little Women and you liked Little Women, I'm not saying obviously everyone will have the same crossover because I know you love Little Women and did, don't like Pride and Prejudice. But I think yeah. that if you like Little Women, you probably will like Pride and Prejudice. It's also they Five Sisters. Yeah. yeah, it's Five Sisters. It's more just about their like lives and their feelings and like um, suitors and that kind of vibe um but also like elizabeth bennett the main character is similar to joe march joe march is i i really think inspired by elizabeth bennett just Mm -hmm. like a hundred years later or whatever um but yeah, Elizabeth Bennet is like her in that she's very independent. She really doesn't like the idea of getting married. She doesn't think that any men will ever make her happy or challenge her or be the kind of person that she'd want to get married to. Um, but everyone around her is always talking about men and husbands and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it is about Elizabeth and it's about the other characters and it's about their values. It's about principles. It's about dignity. I've love jane austen i think that she's fantastic and if you haven't read jane austen then i really recommend pride and prejudice um but if you if uh, evelina already has read pride and prejudice i just recommend another one because most people haven't read like all six of them yet Mm -hmm. so read the one you haven't yet um yeah Wow, i feel really good about how that all came out i didn't really plan what i was gonna say (laughs) there but i'm happy with my little pitch (laughs) Ah, i think that sounds
1: great if i was into jane austen i may have like gone the same direction yeah you you know
0: exactly what i mean because it's calm and and chill but it's Hmm. also it is there is conflict and and character stuff so it's Very not good. magical or fantasy though. No. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> There's a really fun mini series called, oh god, what's it called? Lost in Austin. And it's about Elizabeth Bennett and a girl from our times, like a like a person our age, like or maybe she's a bit older, I forget. But they kind of like swap places. <gasps> and so that has a, a fantasy element in that. It's like a twenty a, a girl from twenty ten or something, and she's suddenly in like Jane Austen times, but she loves Pride and Prejudice, so she knows exactly what's supposed That's to amazing. happen. Um but then Elizabeth bennett is super excited to be in modern times where she doesn't have to get married it's oh, so interesting. that's cool yeah it's really really cool um so if you uh want pride and prejudice but with magic uh, there you go <laughs> you can have it all yep <laughs> oh guys this was a really fun episode what you don't know is that i had so many technical difficulties so uh thank you to raylene for bearing with me kept dying i couldn't hear her for half of for like a long time it was kind of crazy but we uh we made it through and uh yeah this was a great episode thank you so much to everyone who listens to the podcast who shares the podcast on anywhere instagram twitter youtube wherever you're sharing it we really appreciate it Mm -hmm. because podcasts really grow from word of mouth from people recommending it to people so we really appreciate that um but also we want to give a huge shout out to our patrons uh, I hadn't realized, but I went and checked yesterday and we have passed our past goal, our last goal. My God. Um, and we are so excited by the support. We have hired an editor, which is Oh, such a relief <laughs> to me because I was clearly breaking under the pressure and I wasn't able to release all the episodes on time but now we totally are able to do that and we're so excited to kind of like be able to give a show really consistently every week and have mm-hmm. it on a really good schedule Um, so that's been really amazing so we really thank everyone for your support if you don't support us on uh, Patreon definitely go check it out we have some fun perks and um, we record every week we record a mini bonus podcast episode where I wrap ask Rileen a random bookish question and it's weird it gets weird but it's fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's always fun though I love it it
0: is it's always a lot of fun so thank you so much for listening and for supporting our podcast and we will talk to you guys next week Bye. bye